There is any number of reasons that would lead you to a fast. It is a highly personal decision and best explored when you are mentally and emotionally ready for it. Fasting will reintroduce you to yourself and initially you may not like it. You may not like what you find. Just hold on just a little longer and you will be amazed at the results. Emerged anew, feeling better and looking better than before. You will have a new attitude, a zeal or zest for life. Fasting is one of the ways that will turn back the hands of time for your body, your mind, and your soul. Welcome, or welcome back to Wellness Through the Lens of Love. I am Dr. Willie Tamoring, and it is a joy and a pleasure to be with you again. This week's topic is all about fasting. So exactly what is fasting? Well, fasting is a willful abstaining or refraining from food, alcohol, drugs, television, sex, spending, for a determined period of time. You can literally fast from anything. The most common fast is from food. You can choose anywhere from 12 to 24 hours or 3 to 7 days or longer. If you have properly prepared for it and possibly under supervision, you know what's best for you. Here's what's interesting to me. We know that to fast is to abstain from. Yet, when we, or at least when I ask my clients or group which fast they are doing, inevitably they will say something like, I'm going to go on a water fast or I'm going to go on a juice fast. That technically means that you're refraining from water or juice. Instead, your understanding is, I will have water only or juice only. From this point, I'm going to encourage you to say that you are going on a fast that will include water only or juice only. Okay, so that may not make any sense to you, so let's look at another example. To say that you're going to go on a meat fast for seven days says that you will eat everything other than meat. Now, that is a good, healthy decision and requires no corrections. You got it? All right, let's look at some of the other fasts that are known. There is a Christian or religious fast, and this is fasting for intimacy with God and not for the praise of man. The Christian fasts with morning worship for two to three days. Some of the some will fast from food, water, and other pleasures, sometimes drinking a little juice to help them maintain energy. There is a Ramadan sunrise to sunset fast. This goes from April to May. I know in 19, let's try that again, in 2022, 
It's going to be from April 2nd until May 2nd. It's for an entire month where they fast from food, drinks, and sex during daylight hours. And it's a time for prayer, reflection, and community. This fast is broken with dates, lentil soups, kebabs, fresh fruit salads, Lebanese-style vegetable salads, and so much more. As much thought goes into the food that is eaten as the fast itself. That sounds exciting to me. There is a time-restricted or intimate fasting fast. There are several versions of this, and I'm going to talk about two of them. One of them is the five to two fast, and that's eating what you normally would eat for five days and reducing the calories for two days. So for women, you're going to reduce it to like 500 to 600 calories per day, whereas men on those two days would restrict their calories to six to 800 calories per day. Still consider the 8 to 12 hour feeding window instead of grazing all of the days. Now there is the 16-8 fasting and this simply means fasting for 16 hours and eating in the remaining 8 hour window. Before you choose your fasting hours, remember to consider the circadian rhythm and the body clock. Eat at times of the day when your body can best metabolize and absorb and assimilate. The most proper times or the most popular times are going to be between 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 10 a.m. to 6 p.m or 12 noon until 8 p.m. Also remember to put at least three hours between your last meal and bedtime. It will make for a more pleasurable experience. The key to intermittent fasting is to time your meals just right to maximize the potential healing effects. Research shows that skipping breakfast can be associated with being overweight or obesity and increase the risk of overweight and obesity. If you are an individual, a woman in particular, that is sedentary, skipping breakfast may not be a good idea. So you would start your eight-hour cycle at the time you eat your breakfast. Do you understand? Okay, now there's really no need to change what you are eating during the 16-8 fasting period. What's more important is what you eat. Should you want to take this fasting up a notch, then eliminate the grazing for the entire time. Stick with two, maybe three meals in that eight-hour cycle and Do not snack in between. Choose more whole grains like quinoa, brown rice, and oats. Perhaps some fresh fruits and vegetables. And for the carnivores, lean protein sources. Healthy fats like fatty fish, 
avocado, olive oil, pardon me, olive oil, uh, seeds, and nuts. Now, just a note to you. Should you start your day with a sugary, hot, caffeinated beverage before you put the first bite of food in your mouth, you've technically ended the fast and started your eating window. Coffee with a little coconut oil or MCT oil is really very good without it being considered a part of your feeding window, or perhaps tea is fine as well, as long as there's no sugar added. Keep hydrated by drinking water or water-like beverages throughout the day. Anywhere from 8 cups of water to 15, 16 cups of water. Water is highly required during fasting period, as your body is going to want to purge quite a bit, and it will need to be replenished. This will keep it from dehydrating. Now, while you are fasting, consider exercising during your, your eating window, but not any exercise. Don't exercise strenuously. Consider something like qigong, Tai Chi, yoga, walking, all of these are good during your active hours of the day. Weightlifting and that high-intensity exercise increases the sensation of hunger and will make you miserable. Another fast is juice and raw fast or juice and or raw phase. This just simply means that you're consuming only fresh vegetables, only fresh fruits, and possibly fresh vegetable and fruit juice. You can drink as much of this as you want. I still encourage you to consider the eight-hour feeding window to give your body the necessary rest. Now, there, the, there is the absolute or the complete fast, and this is water only. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this a little later because water only fast, which is one of my favorites, you do need to prepare yourself for it. All right, so what are some of the physiological changes your body will experience while on a seven-day fast that includes water only. Well, by the 12th hour, you enter a metabolic state known as ketosis, and ketosis is when your body breaks down stored energy and starts to break down fat. By the 18th hour, you switch to the fat-burning mode and are generating a significant amount of ketones. The 24th hour, your body starts the autophagy process, and this is when your cells are increasingly recycling old components and breaking down the misfolded proteins linked to Alzheimer and other conditions. The autophagy process is needed to begin the immune system regeneration. The ketone bodies now act to fuel the brain when glucose is scarce. Ideally, glucose generally fuels the brain. Now, ketone 
will fuel the brain with added benefits. This will lead to mental clarity, better cognitive performance, energy, and well-being. By the 20, I'm sorry, by the 48th hour, your growth hormones would have increased up to five times more than when you started the fast. By the 54th hour, your insulin has dropped to its lowest level point since you started, and your body is becoming insulin sensitive. This is where those with type 2 diabetes start to see and feel the body naturally resensitized to insulin. By the 72nd hour, your body starts breaking down old immune cells and generating new ones. You start to experience fat loss and mental clarity increases. Fasting over 72 hours, your body enters deep ketosis, becomes far more resilient. Um, the stress and exposure to toxin starts to decrease, and certain hormones are now produced at this stage, which has beneficial anti-cancer and anti-aging effects. Imagine successfully completing seven days, how much your body will benefit from drinking water only for seven days. Okay, you would think that fasting would be good for everyone. That is not always the case, so let's talk about some contraindications or those who really should seek medical advice before considering a fast. Perhaps an intermittent fast would serve these individuals better. A fast that includes water only, they may need to think twice about. So, if you fall under any one of these categories, just go ask for some, some advice. Uh, those with type 1 diabetes, those undergoing blood transfusion, those that have issues regulating their blood sugar or low blood pressure, uncontrolled migraines, individual that experience uncontrolled migraines, those that are taking specific medication, those that are underweight or have eating disorders, um, women in the process of conceiving, pregnant women or breastfeeding women, and those who are experiencing no periods at all, and not because they're in their premenopausal or menopausal phase, because they're young and just not experiencing it, generally due to lack of fat. Can you see why this individual need not go on a complete fast or even consider an intermittent fast? All right. Now, this note is specifically for women. Women should consider fasting for shorter periods of time compared to the male counterparts because a small part of the brain, otherwise known as the hypothalamus, it's going to be affected. 
the hypothalamus secretes gonadotropins, and this is a hormone that releases two reproductive hormones, the LH or the luteinizing hormone, which um, is in the blood and can indicate underlying issues with the reproductive health, with reproductive health issues, and the FSH or the follicle-stimulating hormones, which are responsible for the growth of ovary follicles in women and the production of estrogen and progesterone, which also maintains their menstrual cycle. And in men, the FSH is responsible for the growth of gonad follicles and the production of sperm. When these two hormones cannot communicate with the ovaries or the gonads, or for women, for women, let's just stick with the ovaries. Um, when the when the hormones can't communicate with the ovaries, this is where irregular periods, poor bone health, infertility, and other health issues can arise. All right, that's that's heavy enough. Let's look at some of the benefits from fasting. First and foremost, it's going to fight inflammation, which leads um, to chronic conditions like heart disease, cancers, rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, It's going to promote blood sugar control and reduce insulin resistance, which increases your body's sensitivity to insulin, allowing it to transport glucose into the bloodstream and to your cell cells more efficiently. It enhances heart health by improving blood pressure, lowering the bad cholesterol, the LDL, and triglyceride. It helps to lower triglycerides as well. It boosts main, I'm sorry, it boosts brain functions, increase nerve synthesis, and neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer and Parkinson's disease. It naturally increases human growth hormone, which is secreted for vital growth. It delays the aging process and increases longevity. It aids in fat loss and weight loss, It boosts metabolism, and it preserves muscle tissue and strength. Some extra benefits for women. We can always use extra benefits. Prior to the process of conceiving, it helps to regulate your hormones at every stage in life. It's beneficial to muscular and the skeletal system. It helps with metabolic uh, syndrome. It supports neurological pathway and brain health. It decreases estrogen, which promotes the storage of fat during reproductive years. And it also decreases other hormone levels, which increases the risk of breast cancer. It increases leptin, which is the thin hormone which helps to regulate blood sugar, blood pressure, fertility, and so much more. I think women benefit greatly from an intermittent fast, even more so from an absolute fast 
water only. We're going to take a look at the two fasts that I consider, and that's going to be a raw fast, said another way, a fast that includes only raw vegetables and fruits to include fruit juice and or um, vegetable juice, or the fast that includes water only. I choose these because of the absolute healing benefits from both of them. It would be the, the absolute fast, including only water, number one for me, followed by the raw fast. Let's talk about preparing for the fast. I map out which months of the year I'm going to choose and then I choose the days based on my personal missions. For instance, I know that the week prior to my birthday and New Year's Eve, I'm going to do a complete fast. My fasting process and frequency of fast will change according to whatever my mission is. It is my intention to do two complete fast water only for three to seven days. Uh, and I'll do three to four raw fast per year, three to seven days. From there, I work backwards. The week prior to my complete fast, I plan my meals. And here's what I mean by that. I know that Monday will be my heaviest food day. And this is the week prior to my complete fast. So Monday is my heaviest meal day. And Tuesday through Saturday, the meals get less and less while the liquids become more. I will wean from solids to liquids to make the following week, my complete fast week, that much easier. Now, once I'm in the week of my complete fast, all I will allow myself to have is either water, green tea, or other herbal teas, coffee, and treated water. And when I say treated water, it's going to be water laced with mint leaves, cucumbers, possibly citrus, more on the lemon grapefruit side, and not so much the orange tangerine side because of the added sugars. If I become weak during the complete fast, I will reach for a vegetable broth. That rarely happens for me. It is nice to know that it is available in case it does. The first 48 hours tends to be the toughest if you do not prepare properly. That is why it's important for me to prepare the week prior to my complete fast. During those tough moments of the fast, that is the time to drink more water, to nap, meditate, pray, or find something creative to do to take your mind off the hunger. The hunger pangs do not last long. 
with each day that passes, you can expect mental clarity and all five senses are heightened. Don't get it twisted. With each of those passing days, you will have moments of hunger. And if you remember just to quiet your mind and pick up a glass of water, you will be amazed at just how much more clear you become the following days. My body feels lighter physically and spiritually. My skin feels tighter. Pain, if I experience any, is at a minimal. And stiffness, which happens in the morning, diminishes and so much more. Rest, water, and creative energy combined with constantly hydrating your body will pull you through successfully. Now, how I end my fast? By the seventh day, I make a decision to continue or to end the fast. I listen to my body and I honor the direction that it will lead, that it will lead me. Regardless of when the fast will technically end, my thoughts and action will be to break the fast properly. It will defeat the purpose if I fill my belly with a large amount of food right out the gate. First of all, my stomach is much smaller at the end of seven days of consuming only water, and I have no desire to slip into a food, co a food coma. That is just not on my agenda. Secondly, I'm not mentally or emotionally ready for solid foods, so I will have some tea with a little bit of salt and a little bit of locally grown honey. And perhaps for lunch, a little pre-digested soup or broth. And what I mean by pre-digested pre soup, it may have mm, like some greens or something like that in it, uh, miso and and greens, and it's blended so that there's little chewing. Though I will continue to chew, it just will not be large enough to make a difference in my stomach. A pre-digested soup can also be vegetables with quinoa and a vegetable broth until it's creamy in the blender. And I will do that for a couple of days. For the next Three to four days, I will slowly increase the amount of food, the texture, and possibly even the combination of food. By the week's end, I am in a good place to continue eating according to my preferred eating habit. I like to stay within a 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. window, at which point I may have two meals and no snacking. When the season is warm, like between May through October, I will indulge in the fast that includes raw fruits and vegetables. This fast, I am in heaven. It actually feels like a treat. The benefits are amazing, and all the water 
and all the crunching I can do just makes me happy. I will prepare for this fast pretty much the same way. I start the week prior to my raw fast, and I will wean from solids to liquids, so that by the time I indulge in the raw fast, I'm in heaven. We're talking about fresh salads, fresh fruits, and warm spices, warm teas of every kind, there to satisfy me. During my raw phase, there are three salads that I like to have ready at any moment. One of them is a chopped citrus, carrot, corn, and parsley salad. That is excellent. The second is a mint bell pepper walnut with mixed greens topped with a honey citrus glaze. And my third salad is a French green beans. And keep in mind, everything that I'm mentioning is fresh and raw, no cooking. So that third salad is a fresh green bean salad with fermented kidney beans. So these are beans that are soaked for 12 to 24 hours set out so that they can sprout slightly. And in there I will add some mint and some skinless almonds, olive oil, and Himalayan sea salt. Mm, That is so good. I eat as much as I want in my 8 to 10 hour window without grazing. You know, I may have two, maybe three large portions until I am satisfied. During this time, I will exercise when I'm energized and rest when I'm tired. On occasion, I will make some frozen fruit and mint sorbets, and, oh my gracious, I am as happy as a bird in flight. With this fast, I follow the same eating habit as my daily eating habits. And there is one thing that I will do that I would encourage each and every one of you to do, and that is journal how you are feeling while you are fasting. The other thing that I would encourage you to do is tap into the part of you that is connected to the most holy, to the most spiritual parts of you that makes you unique. I find that when I fast, life changes for the better. I am calmer when I'm still. I have far more insights. It feels like spiritual downloads come every day. And I don't do anything with them other than wallow in the beauty of the downloads. I am led to do things with the downloads after my fast. Right now, Or in the fast, I just literally sit in an observer's mode and enjoy what is unfolding around me. This is the time where deep prayers will happen. The the best meditations will happen. And this is also the time to do some spiritual bathing. Run a nice hot tub of water 
add your salts and essential oils of your choosing. Have candles lit, and when you submerge your body in the water, you start a meditation practice, or you ohm to increase the vibration of the water. Yes, ohm. You will be surprised at how good that feels. And then just sit still and allow the water to transform you, take you away. Bathing and fasting go so well together. And upon getting out of that tub and rinsing your body with cool water, you will be so relaxed that all you can do is relax further. Allow that to happen, for it is a blessing to heal through resting. So that now leads me to sleeping. Take every opportunity to shut down while you are fasting. So I encourage you not to overwork. If you can schedule time off from work, that's wonderful. Otherwise, you dictate how much stress you allow in your life during your fasting week. If you take the week off while you go through your complete fast, then enjoy what that time has to offer you. It is a beautiful process. Well, here we are at the end. I am hoping this episode has brought you some joy and at least answered some questions. Do you know which fast you will do? And why you will fast? Whatever your reason, the number one answer should just be because you want to be a healthier being. Next week, we are going to be talking about the mysterious fat and the spiritual message therein. Hopefully, I will see you again next week. Should this podcast be something that you are interested in, I would be grateful to you for joining me every Monday for a new episode. Tell three friends and let's build a community together. This podcast is my way of giving back, sharing my knowledge and experience of wellness through the lens of love is a joy and I do it gladly. From time to time, I will bring to your attention a health product, a book, or technology that has helped me along the way and could possibly do the same for you. It is your choice to purchase or not. Wellness through the lens of love will change your life for the better, inside and out and on its own. Wellness is your birthright. You just have to choose it. Needless to say, I am excited for this journey we will take together. And I want you to remember these two things. Love is the greatest healer of all. And I love loving you. Until the next time.